Hello, I'm Kaz and I invite you to step inside to this episode of Stepping Out. Today, I spoke to the terrific Tess Barfield in the totally tree-tastic Tring Park in Hertfordshire. It's one of my favourite places to walk and train because of the variation in terrain and the fantastic views. And it's also where Tess and I have started to meet for walks lately. I met Tess via my studio, where she joined for spin classes about four years ago. It was lovely to have her in the class, as she was always at the front, although generally acted as though she was at the back, chatting away, but a real laugh. She stuck around long enough to become a friend, and what a privilege it is, as she's always got something to say. We spoke all about her growing up in Tring, being one of six siblings, and how she got into open swimming, a growing activity and sport in the UK. She also talked about running, family closeness and competitiveness and the challenges of having a vegan daughter as well as her goals for the future. Now you'll notice Tess has a very shushy coat on whilst walking up the first hill and she likes to gesticulate but this does subside after about six minutes so apologies and please let me off for the nylon friction noises and don't forget to stay tuned for post hot chocolate chat about who Tess would most like to walk with. So take some time relax and enjoy the show. So here we are in the lovely Tring Park in Hertfordshire. absolutely love this place. It's pretty open and you even come across some cows sometimes who, which wander around here. They're not your average Frisians, absolutely beautiful. They've got really curly coats and they look like balls, they're massive. It's really great here because there's a network of pathways, but also lots and lots of woods, wooded areas to walk through. And it's just so accessible as well. You can kind of see the A41 over there, so you can park your car and a little yomp across the bridge. And then here you are, and it opens up into the most spectacular landscape near the Rothschild House there in Tring. You can see that from the park as well. And it's a lovely day today and I'm about to meet my friend Tess and we like to come here walking because she's from Tring. Morning, Morning my lovely. How are you? Good. I'm just going to go on a little walk up here. How are you doing? Very well. Lovely morning. It's always nice to uh, meet here, isn't it? Well, it's such a nice open it is, yeah, just saying about that. throw from home, so it's lovely. Yeah, it is, because you've lived in Tring all your life, haven't you? I have, yes. So obviously, I did go away from university. Just <laughs> that you've up. been outside the town <laughs> a few times. Town, yes. <laughs> I won't ask you how many years that is, but you've lived here. And it is such a lovely place to live. I used to live here, and then I just hop-skipped it across the border there. But, um, yeah, it's really, really pretty. And this is so nice and accessible on your doorstep. Yep. Do, you come, do you come here often, my lovely? <laughs> I don't know if it's my favourite walk, but I do like it. I have to say, I'm a bit nervous of the cows. Is that sometimes. because you come with me here? It's not your favourite walk. <laughs> oh, I was just talking about those cows. Yeah, you see, they're not if here you're today. not a natural cow lover. Yeah. Um, sometimes they can gather round the gates. Yeah. And I'm not a natural cow lover. They are massive. They actually. are. Massive. They're not. They're not the small variety. No. They are huge. They're like kind of Highland cows, but without horns, aren't they? And it does get. Um, quite busy here. So at weekends, I tend to use it perhaps as a cut through if I've done part of the ridgeway which goes across the top. Yes. And then into town. 
but I wouldn't necessarily come to Tree Park for a walk. Right, okay, because it's busier at weekends, and I yeah, it is actually. I think people that work a week should enjoy it as much as they can at weekends. They don't need me here as well. Plus, <laughs> we always need you, Peter. Plus, um, the Tring, the park run, yep, happens here. I mean, obviously in lockdown, that's kind of. I think well, there's still people that come on a Saturday morning yeah, and are running it. The juice may be, but yeah, they still still come and, and sometimes there's quite a few people coming around here. I think it's also the only park run in the whole country that has a separate cow marshal. Is is it really? It is. That's I think that certainly that was the case at one point. <laughs> because they get involved though, the cows. I didn't realise well, they came that close. Um, a crowd of people and they're on the route then they kind of have to usher them out of the way. Oh, OK. Um, the cows aren't afraid because the scouts also use this. So um, Ching Scouts is quite an yeah. active, good group. And they use the park as one of their outdoor spaces. Yeah, because it is a real mixture of people. Whenever we come here, and I come here quite a lot as well for training and things like that, it's, there's always such a mixture of people. And lots of dogs, because you can walk your dogs here as yep. well. Yep. So tell me a bit about, Tess, what it was like growing up in Tring, because you are one of six, aren't you? I am. I've got three brothers and two sisters, and um, it was great. And it still is, I have to add. I was really lucky, because my parents, I guess like lots of people now, particularly during lockdown, were very much, what can we do with our kids? They get them outside, and it's free. And a walk was very much kind of part of that. Sorry, I'm just having out of breath and going up Yeah, the hill. we are going up a hill, <laughs> so I'm all right, because I don't have to be. Um, so, yeah. But um, it was really good, uh, and we're quite spread out, so quite often there was a combination of the city of us out for a walk. Yeah. But there were times when I didn't join the walk, because I think, you know, I'm a little bit afraid of the mushrooms. Yeah, so um, yeah, I'll stay in the uh, car. Off right into this then. <laughs> Wasn't sure if we were going to talk about that one. So how does that manifest itself then, Tess, that you're scared of mushrooms? So. Tell us a little bit about why you think you are, because this is a really interesting topic and phobias fascinate me. And I've spoken to many people on my travels about what they're scared about. And there's usually an underlying story, often either learnt behaviour or coming from, uh, I don't know, an experience in some way. So what triggered this, do you think? I don't, the only thing I know is that when I was little, my mum was pushing me to school and my older brother was running ahead um, and we went past a garden and she said, oh look, that's where the fairies live and there were some mushrooms and apparently I started crying and she didn't really know why and the next day I started crying in the same place and, and it so it was fairies. kind of like I'm not scared of fairies now um, no. just mushrooms yeah, just mushrooms and I think it's almost their unexpected appearance so you can walk somewhere one day feel quite relaxed yeah and the next day there's just loads yeah, of yeah there is mushrooms and actually this morning no on my <laughs> walk there were still quite a lot i mean a lot of them have gone now and i think the wet weather frost. has got rid of them the so we'll probably be clear but i did take a few pictures which i won't share i won't share Thanks. yeah so no, uh, and i i think i've got a lot better so i can manage it now yeah so i'm fine on a path and um I can sort of think, oh, we're going through the woods. I'll look at someone's shoulder and not look at yeah. something else. But I tend to stick to a path. Yeah. Which and what, what makes me sad, because I'd like to be more adventurous. That's right. And, and obviously they are beautiful things, not no, to not. you. But how do you, do you ever think, 
oh, I really want to get rid of this. No. You don't want to delve into it. No. And no. Uh, I, I feel... Sort it out. Um, I've managed my... Oh, let's sit on this bench. We're getting too breathy. Warm as well. Take a layer off. I feel I've managed to get to the age I am. Managing round my mushroom phobia so we don't cook with them. At home. Um, and yeah, I so could lose I the mushrooms like, in the dinner. You know, I don't need to worry. So it's all good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, it it's a choice. my husband's, though, because I just limit where I walk. Um, so at the moment, at Ashridge, which is somewhere else. What do you do? Jump out the way? No, I tend to just sort of get very sweaty and oh, a bit okay. panicky. It feels like I could have panic a panic yeah. and a bit sweaty. So I tend to cling on to whoever's nearest to me. Not a nice situation. So I won't take you part past any today just for fear of you clinging on to me <laughs> obviously you should be maintaining your social distance of course on a bench yeah, two morning two, two meters is further than my arms can reach <laughs> did i just say two miles yeah, what i was actually good. thinking of was where we're sitting on this bench about what would you say would you say that's about two miles away yeah we can see an absolutely amazing view of ivinghoe beacon now this is probably going to crop up in all of these interviews if i'm local to here because it really sticks out, doesn't it? There's a, there's a crazy tree on the side yeah, yeah, and everyone yeah, yeah. I speak to seems to call it something <laughs> different. Um, and there really is an amazing landscape because today it's really clear and it's not windy, which is fabulous really for this, actually. unlike the weekend. Um, and we've had an awful lot of rain, so it just feels like everything's still. And you can hear so many birds. This morning when I was walking in the woods, we saw a couple of birds of prey, actually. Oh, right on cue, look at that. Like a sound effect just plopped in. So... Is it something that you appreciate around here, living here? Because obviously Tring is surrounded by so many places to walk, isn't I, it? I think probably as a child, I was really lucky. So we had set walks that we would go and do. So we had sort of down the dips, which involved running around off the path in Ashridge in the summer when there were no mushrooms. And um, the Chalk <laughs> Road, which is what we used to call Wendover before uh, it became Wendover Woods and kind of built ah, up. That's and so we had these sort that. of walks that we would go on. Yeah. And we kind of probably took them for granted. And like most younger people probably used to moan about having to go out for a walk yeah which sounded like one of those things that you really didn't want to do oh it's, isn't it hard work to get your um, kids out really and then i think when you have kids you yeah. put them in a pushchair yeah and you've got a reason to go out that's so it. taking them for a, a walk is fine and then i think i probably went off the idea a bit because life got busy and i didn't really appreciate it and i think really that just during lockdown um i suddenly made sure I was outside taking at least an hour if not slightly longer um of fresh air every day or would you going crazy yeah and, and I think particularly when the kids were at home school uh, homeschooling that space just kind of I knew they were safe doing yeah. schoolwork at home mm. and dad was there so it afforded me the luxury of being out um without that worry yeah um, and it was necessary. Yeah. And then I think really since then, I've just really, really started to enjoy it. And particularly where we live, because it is so it's different. And I can do the same walk and it changes every day. Yeah. Especially here, because there is a, a lovely network of paths. But also you can go right up into the woods, can't you? Yeah. And walk along that kind of, it's sort of a ridge way, but within the woods, isn't it? It's quite nice. But even the ridgeway path. So... I had, there's bits of the ridgeway that I've walked on. This is the having, National Trail we're so talking you, about, isn't yeah, it? The 87 so, mile long one. Which bits of it are really easy to find mm. and walk. It's all very easy to find, but some of it I'd kind of walked and not really appreciated. And then suddenly coming back, we walked a different way and there were little bits of the ridgeway that I'd never used. Mm. So between Tring Station 
and um, uh, kind of across to the A41 and, uh, and up to the back of here, actually. That mm. bit, I'd never walked that way, yeah. although I had walked the bits over towards Albury. Um, yeah, lots of different sections, yeah. isn't there? It's a magpie, really, is, yeah. checking us out. <laughs> one for sorrow. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I have really, really enjoyed it, but I don't come out on my own very often. Well, we were talking about this the other day, weren't we? And we had a conversation around... Uh, some people might not always think that they can come out on their own if they don't have a purpose. So if they're not with obviously with other people, or they don't have a dog. Yes. Or, and and you were saying, weren't you? Yeah, I was. About that. I was talking actually to people in my family um, about this. And and as we sit here now, we can see probably only one couple, two couples, and they've both got dogs. Yes, that's true. One's so, got three. Yeah. <laughs> Over two there. now <laughs> but yeah it is people seem to sort of go out and i'm i'm guilty of this so it's very easy to go out for a run yeah. which i also enjoy but i'm not very good at or out on your bike or out to do a form of exercise mm-hmm. but actually to physically leave the house and go for a walk you almost need a purpose mm. so it's that thing where you kind of like it's okay to walk to the shops because i'm going to buy something mm. and it's okay if you've got a dog because the dog needs a walk but if you're on your own i always kind of I don't know whether I feel scared or I just feel a bit of a lunatic walking around on my own. And do you think that the lockdown has sort of changed that slightly in that when you've gone off for your walks, you've realised that the benefits far outweigh that feeling of, what am I doing here on my own? Definitely. I think, uh, two things actually. I think when you're out in lockdown, lots of other people are out having a walk. So it made you feel less stupid or vulnerable perhaps. Mm -hmm. But also, I think because everybody is in a very polite way keeping their distance, particularly early on, you probably appreciate the space more. Mm. And then now, I guess, with our second chunk of lockdown here, you know, you're allowed to meet one person outside. So I think going for a walk is the new going for a coffee or to the pub almost. Absolutely. And you just see, I mean, I really saw the ramp up of the amount of people who were out and about from March onwards when it kind of started and it's just there's and I think for me personally I found so many places to explore that that and I'm sure everybody else had this as well where yeah they might have had the same loop every day but I'm, I'm sure people kind of would have got bored with that after a few weeks and said right let's go here and obviously in the first one you couldn't really travel anywhere um, and we are super fortunate where we live because there are lots and lots of places to go but now that travel restriction has sort of gone a bit and you can get in your car it's really worth it, isn't it, to find other... Even if it's just two or three miles down the road and you can yeah. meet somebody, even if it is a one <laughs> at the moment, um, that, you know, to go out and find that space in the woods or in the parks or around the lakes or reservoirs or whatever it is that you, that you have around your area. So, yeah, I completely agree. I really like that feeling as well, which sounds a bit daft, but as we're sat here and we can see I have no beacon in the distance, so we're sat at the sort of back top end of, of Tring Park, looking out across the park. We can't see the town because it dips down slightly mm. from where we are and is behind the trees, but we can see um, I have no beacon. I love the thought of being able to walk from here to there. Yeah, yeah. Completely. And suddenly using your feet as a mode of transport, yeah. which sounds... I, I know during first lockdown, I think I filled the car at once. Yeah. But now, I would say, if someone said, can we walk from here to there? I'd go, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. easy. And also there was and time. Yeah, that's right. There was time. And exactly how I feel now is that there's always going to be a way. And when you research it more, you realise that there are so many paths that were put in place so long ago when people didn't have cars. Yeah. And so there are 
the uh, opportunities and options to get from one town to the other. So if you walk from here, you can reach, uh, well, you can go to Pitstone, which is where I'm from, and you can go right through to Edelsborough, Eaton Bray, and then up where we're looking at, up that beacon there and all the way across. So when you were growing up in Tring then with your, your five brothers and sisters, <laughs> um, how, how did you exercise as a family? I mean, did you all go out on mass walks? Did you all there, entertain yourselves in other ways? There were times when we all went out on mass walks. My parents were really good about, A, supporting us. So if there was something we wanted to do, they would always make it happen. Yeah. Um, even, even with different drop-off times and pick-up times. If you wanted to do something, they made it happen. And even more importantly they would come and support you um you know it could be an envelope opening and they'd be there to cheer you on or be proud of you super super yes. sporty aren't they yes i'm very lucky i'm probably the least sporty oh i don't know no i am I definitely am um so yeah there's people that run or pilates or play racket sports or cycle or swim so I thought I'd try all of them. <laughs> and you did. Uh, I wasn't Jack allowed very, no, I was very bad at racket sports, having borrowed my brother's racket and broken it the first time I used it. Um, running, I'm a bit like Phoebe from Friends. I have that kind of clumsy <laughs> start, but actually have rediscovered running. And even then I hurt my ankle. So I started mm. lockdown and was back up to kind of 10K and enjoying it. And then hurt my ankle a bit and went to walking yeah. and then carried on walking. Yeah. But have just started going out for a run again and having a lovely time actually with my sister-in-law where we just go out and we almost like we chat when we walk mm-hmm. we run and chat. And, and chat and breathe and deeply. breathe yes but this is it isn't it and it, it is all about the trying like ever since i've known you because i met you through you came to the studio didn't you my studio yeah, yeah, spinning yeah. right at the beginning when it first yeah. opens that right and um so you, you in my mind you just try everything and that's <laughs> what it's all about well, and, i really for a while i really and i still do love the outdoor swimming um, I know it's a, a kind of, it's on the up and it's a craze everybody loves. But yeah. my reason for starting spinning really was because I wasn't very good at doing things on my own. Um, and then I found a friend who ha, was willing to try a, a swim. So I was doing swimming lessons, adult swimming lessons. So mm-hmm. I could already swim, but it was kind of about improving your yeah, swimming. Yeah, sure, the stroke and um, everything. Yeah. Uh, which was really good and fitted in with having small children. So I would go at nine o'clock to Tringpool and swim for half an hour mm-hmm. and actually that became kind of quite a social thing as well as most exercises and does. And then um, I had a go at swimming outside and loved it. I loved the space and no lines and you know just that whole the first time I went I was petrified and there were people that had like cross-channel swimmer <laughs> robes on and you know when you're just like I can just about knock out 400 here? meters if I'm doing well. Um, but actually the one thing I I fell in love with was the freedom of it and then I did a race and I was swimming across a reservoir so I I did a few run swim things where Mm -hmm. you kind of run in your wetsuit and your trainers and then you run into the water and start swimming and Mm -hmm. then you swim across something and come out the other side and then run and it was started by the Norwegians as a kind of going across the fjords but it's cracking good fun and you already had the running bug anyway didn't you Uh, oh yeah but I was I was rubbish yeah I was really I wouldn't say it was rubbish so it was joking. I bet you were oh, no, rubbish no, 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 in no. I was what, rubbish. you know, but that's a compare like I covered 13, to... you know, we did 13 kilometres running yeah, and swimming. So it was yeah, like yeah, four yeah. swims and three runs and, and yeah. four runs. And it, and it was just really good fun. And it's the improvement, isn't it? It's progress, not perfection, isn't it, really? Uh, I wouldn't even, it is, it's, for me, it's about comfortable. Because yeah. if something hurts or it's too difficult, then you almost stop enjoying it. If you're not someone who naturally challenges yourself, and I'm not always someone who naturally challenges myself, unless I can see some reward from it. Okay. So the swimming, 
I did because I swam across the lake and I just stopped for a minute and it was a race and I shouldn't stop and I didn't stop because I was out of breath but there was just this stunning view and there was this house hidden in trees and I was thinking nobody unless you're in the middle of this lake looking that way will see it and for me that's kind of like how cool is that that's yeah. like one of those things that I can't tell you how beautiful and the sun wow. just hit this house and the trees were gorgeous and the water was really such still an accomplishment. and I just loved it mm. um so how did you get involved in that then I know you said you just went uh, along and tried it but no how was it I know it was a British triathlon thing right so you got into it through that yeah. okay. not because I did a triathlon one day I promised myself I will we'll see you will um, you will but if I know you, you <laughs> basically, uh, my father was involved with a charity called the Douglas Bader Foundation. They were putting teams together, of which they had some amputee teams, so everybody was missing a limb somewhere, mm. who were either entering as a team, or in fact, there was one lady who was brilliant who did the whole thing um, and just had different attachments mm. to her stump that she attached for cycling or for running. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they were putting teams together and dad said how about you doing and I said well I'll do the swim and then my husband was like well I'll do the bike ride and my brother was like I'll do the run and then my younger siblings who are obviously have a few years and we got a team together as well and um, we just went up for the day so I did the swim leg which the goes first because it's the most dangerous I just like to clear oh, that right. up okay you're more we're likely to die doing the swim <laughs> than anything else that's why it's fun um, and I did the swim and we had such a laugh for the day that we did a couple of those and it was just really good fun and really nice to do again with my brothers and sisters you know and if you say who would you like to go for a walk with today I have to be honest if the six of us and my mum and dad were here we'd have a riot yeah it would yeah. just be easy it must be lovely having all of those siblings around you a lot oh. of the time as well yeah. and people say wasn't it difficult growing up but if that's your norm mm. then it's not no um, and why would it be you've always got somebody to play with somebody to talk well with. and I was a, I mean my, I'm 20 years older than my younger sister so I went off to university and came back and had a, a new baby sister mm. who I then had to share a room with oh. um, which some people would say oh my god there were a Did few mornings a little bit normally just on a Saturday and Sunday morning <laughs> and you'd had a few beers teenagers to lie in um, but no it, it was kind of I think it makes me it, it's why I think I'm not naturally good at exercising on my own but do you think yeah exactly but does it spur you on as well to exercise because you see I mean I know your sister's yeah. really into um, walk, I, I um, think running sorry secretly we are all hugely competitive yeah I was gonna say and probably with each other yes but even with time with you know our mum now we could still be competitive about mm. that if you know what I mean yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's um but it's not an unhealthy competition I, I know that I will never be able to keep up with some of my siblings certainly those that run well mm. um but that doesn't mean that I can't go and enjoy what they do absolutely absolutely and it, and it isn't always about being the best oh is it you know if no. you have that natural talent and no. and that's where you end up that's and brilliant on your side <laughs> yeah there's a little bit of that as well isn't there? and I think probably that's partly why I really enjoyed the outdoor swimming because it was something that I did that I took my very fit sister to mm. have a go at and she hated um but it's your thing and are you yeah. so you're, are you conscious of your age then in that sense because sometimes you compare yourself to them sometimes I um, yeah, I mean, if I go out and I go out with my sister, who's 20 years younger than me, we go for a run. Not only is she six foot, so her legs cover much more distance than me, but she's effortless. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, my middle sister, who's 10 years younger than me, has always run and is um, phenomenally good and, and goes and wins things rather yeah, than just yeah. enters them. But it keeps um, you doing it, doesn't it? And well, they're yeah, always there and it's a really nice excuse. Together. So mm. when we first came out of that lockdown, sort of that June, July time, um, 
we'd had some bereavements in the family that weren't COVID related, they were old and just stuff happened. Um, and for us, it was really nice. So I was out for dinner um, while we were having a sharing pizza with my sisters and my middle sister, let's go for a run tomorrow morning. And we did, and we mm. ran out and we probably laughed more for an hour mm. when I could breathe because keeping up with them was so hard. But um, yeah. we did laugh for an hour because you're all really different but you've got sort of similar underlying sense of humor because i've met a few of your siblings Uh, yeah i'll never meet them all will i there's too many (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we haven't all met each other since last year which is uh, we're we're kind of waiting to see about christmas really how's that been i mean you know coming from a very close-knit family with lots of siblings where you see them all the time and i know you're always kind of dipping into each other's houses looking after each other's kids and then suddenly lockdown happens and you've all got to go to your yeah your respective houses how's that been for you all i found lockdown um probably the first time round we were all in it together and that felt okay and the kids were busy with school um i think when the longer it's dragged on the harder it's felt um and i don't think other people always get it because Mm. they're kind of like well of course you can't go and see somebody but for me that is really quite strange your life yeah yeah and um so i gave up work um partly because I've got a son of doing exams and mm. other things just work changed for my husband mm-hmm. so it was kind of a, a good time to take a break um and I had a few concentrated months of really enjoying seeing everybody and then suddenly I wasn't allowed to so That's I'd it. kind of gone from being busy with work to enjoying oh the family thing yeah, and then kind of having that taken away and I yeah. think first time round and because the weather was so good seeing mm. people was really easy but you the second time round or even you know where we've been being quite careful hello we've got a little dog joining us oh, um has been quite hard yeah. I think it's been um, and it's hit everybody in such different day, different ways hasn't it and I you think know? if you're somebody that doesn't see family all that time you may have felt it with friends mm. uh, and certainly I have missed some of my friends there's yeah, no of course. about that and I've missed you know a drink with a silly umbrella in the top mm. um, but I have really missed just the six of us not being together with all our kids Yeah. Um, because for me seeing those little cousins and nieces and nephews and all that stuff happen mm. You know, our immediate family is kind of like 24, so it's kind of we're not going to comply by anyone's rules. <laughs> You're never going to run out with people. <laughs> and so, going back a little bit to talking about your swimming, because obviously this is this is such an interesting um, activity for me to hear about. Um, I mean, you've obviously spoken to me about swimming in moats and things like that. You Beaver. mentioned just there that you are not working at the moment, and that's kind of open for options of what you're going to do in the future. Does did you do that partly so that you could do more? things activity wise and, and what are your plans for any events to enter and, and what kind of thing because obviously there with open swimming there's such a, a choice of places that you can swim however it's I know that it's not on your doorstep and also you have to be swimming in the right places I, and you, you have know. to be confident so you, I think before you go and try open swimming one thing I would say to everybody is make sure you've got some miles in in a pool yeah because when you get in the cold water and you're in your wetsuit and it's dark and there's always somebody around you that's better than you Mm, are quite daunting um, you need to be confident enough that you can carry yourself now i'm not getting enough swim miles in at the moment Mm. partly because the pool's been closed partly because i didn't fall out of love with swimming but stuff just kind of changed in the evenings Mm. and it just didn't fit in Mm. um and the, our pool was closed because it was renovated and then it reopened and it's lovely and they've done a really good job and then of course it closed for lockdown um and so I kind of don't know. I I love being outside. Sometimes I think, oh, I'd really love a really kind of set myself a challenge of walking 
from here to there. Mm. No. Well, you know what? We could do that, can we? <laughs> Don't keep looking at it. <laughs> it is. Yeah. See, there we go. We should pack a sandwich and, and head go. from here to there and yeah. express frosty, bright morning. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I also have got slightly, I have this, I love this idea of being strong. Mm. I think if you feel strong, you're less afraid. And I don't mean afraid of people, uh, of being outside mm. or somebody threatening, but mm. just you have that confidence in yeah. yourself. So I have really enjoyed going to the gym, mm. which is a bit bizarre because I never thought I'd be a gym bunny, but I yeah. miss classes mm. because the classes couldn't happen. So then going to the gym, and I was somebody who went for a while and, and kind of faffed around a little bit, probably not doing the right thing. And then I sort of signed up and committed and said, I'm going to do this. Mm. And my other classes weren't happening and the pool wasn't open and my running's something I do. And but you're a social pers- sociable person, aren't you? I, well, I had a trainer. I signed up and it's mm. changed because yeah. suddenly I'm not looking, no one's speaking to me. Am I mm. picking this weight upright? Am mm-hmm. I doing it? And that lack of confidence. Mm. And suddenly I've got someone now who's saying, come on, you know you can do more than that. And pushing me. And that's nice for you because you like to feed back as well. I mean, in our classes, you always <laughs> see um, noisy one. life and soul. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say noisy one. <laughs> but you're always engaging and, you, and you're just somebody who, who doesn't like to just lift weights on their own in the corner. You like to, to talk to whoever it is that's yeah. training you or, yeah. or whoever you're training uh, and with. And I have really enjoyed that. And I think as you get older... Um, you know those things like Pilates and the strength and the kind of are as important as the kind of cardio being mm. able so, so you know I notice that I get creaks and aches and stuff like that but mm-hmm. I kind of think that if you're building the muscles in the right way around that mm-hmm. then those creaks and aches when you do a long walk or you do a long run or you, yeah. you know something that is using your body in a different way mm. it will be even just Tesco's mm. you know you kind of feel better about yourself yeah. and you have that kind of and I think half of being fit is I think more than half of being fit is in your head mm. and and that feeling of being strong to me and by that I don't mean invincible or mm. kind of you know yeah just knowing that my body can do those things and, it, and is that why you've done the swimming as well because it's something very different to do and it's proving to yourself that you can do it just to be adventurous I, d- I, I like that you? word adventurous yeah you, see. When you, you say are, that though. I think I'd love to think mm. I was and I'm not right because I'm scared of mushrooms and cats <laughs> <laughs> but, no. but not of open swimming <laughs> but yeah uh, and, um, no mushrooms under the water is there yeah no well no but sometimes you can't see what's under the water and that's when you have to be mentally Brave okay because you have to swim and yeah. I mean the first time I went and I got weed on my feet I was like oh my god yeah what's, what's that? that what's that what's pulling that? me under yeah yeah and then the next time I went I kind of just like oh I'm ready for the weed on my yeah corner. and then you kind of just get used to knowing that you can cope with those things so what, what events have you done in that then talk a bit about I did a couple of swim run events um so the great north one they did a swim run Mm -hmm. um and i did the middle distance on that which was great and what was that distance i can't remember about 13 or 14 kilometers but you do kind of so you run a bit and then you swim a bit and then Mm. you run a bit but you can't do it unless you have a partner right what you like at swimming not bad am i going to get roped into this (laughs) have to have a partner Um, can you buy me a nice hat with flowers (laughs) well the idiotic thing was it was uh june weekend and um, basically we went and the following day the event got called off because the weather was so bad. Uh, but literally the waves, there was this bit where we came around the corner of the lake and the waves were, yeah. were big on the lake. So you mm. were, can't breathe alternate sides because every time you breathed on one mm. side you'd get a wave in your face. Uh, so you have to kind of... So I did a couple of those. I did the one out in the East of England there and it was really good. I did a couple of the triathlons. And then I bought my girlfriends um, who I'd been to school with an entry into um, the Blenheim Tri and we did that as a team. 
um, which was really nice because I did the swim and, and one of them lives down on the south coast and bikes and another one is, is a, quite a good runner. Um, and so as a Christmas present, I bought our century and, and a fourth friend was in charge of the picnic. <laughs> what a lovely friend. Um, we haven't repeated that activity, but I'm always on the lookout for something you can do. But actually, it was a really nice day to yeah. spend with those girls that I've known for 20, yeah. 30, 40 and actually, years. I mean, I'd love to do something like just, that. This is on record now. Oh, there you go. You have to come with me. We, we just need another person and we can do a triathlon. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure we'll get somebody. Whoever's listening to this and wants yeah. to have a go. I'm not good at biking, but you are. I'm okay. I'm, <laughs> I can pedal. <laughs> I've been doing it well. Um, so how do you, with an event like that, obviously you've got the cold element and obviously, like you said, the strength and, and the distance. How do you fuel yourself with something like that? How do you prepare? Mm, that must be quite tricky. That's probably something I've never spent much time thinking about. So I'm always a good fan of eggs because I can um, eat eggs easily, if that makes sense. It's like scrambled eggs and toast. Yeah, just sure. for me, it's always been sort of... Mm. Um, and you can eat them in different ways as well, can't you? It's quite versatile. <laughs> they just is an egg. <laughs> um, so that I was really kind of good on. And I knew that I don't have to eat to do kind of 10K. Mm. So that was fine. And then they're so well set up that so many of those events seem so daunting. But you're never the only person who's doing it for the first time. Yeah. And there's always somebody there. And they're always kind of kitted out with food stations. And mm. I remember they had these kind of, I can't remember what mate the bars were, but um, the girl I did it with and I were just kind of like, these are good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have you got any of these? And they were like, I haven't got that flavour. Do you want to try this? Yeah. So the, they were those at, um, at, as you came out of the swims before you run, there was kind of like, yeah, a bit there like were the walking events. That, yeah, that so we the do. big events like that. You need to, And I know you? people grumble and say, well, they're not, but they are, mm. they are so well done. Um, I knew my brother did the Bob Graham round um, up in the, um, oh, where is it? In the Lake District, which mm. is oh, 42 superb. peaks in 24 hours. <sighs> but him and a friend did it, and, and we had to sort out some of the food for that because mm. it doesn't have that level of organisation. So and but I mean they were just, it was really just about getting the calories yeah. in for the energy. Yeah. But they were at the point when eating mm. was kind of quite hard and of course I'm not I'm messy anyway so to run and eat it's just not me <laughs> and also I expect if you with swimming you can't really kind of well, chuck it down can you because there's some marathon swims now so I was looking there is a Thames marathon that's organized by the guys um I did club to pub a couple of times which involves swimming from that's like, Henley, I don't mind around that the one. island to the pub and you get out at the pub and it's just beautiful hey, it was yeah just sign me up that one yeah, yeah it was really good and it's quite nice because it, it you know swimming's not necessarily a spectator sport but that one my husband and my daughter came to see me it's the first time they've ever seen me swim mm. so they could follow me down the towpath I didn't have a particularly good swim I didn't get off to the, a good start on that one but um, that was quite nice and you get out and you get a beer when you get out mm. so it's kind of like you know the and your medals you off like so it's yeah. cool um, so but, just beer fuels you then? <laughs> <laughs> that was afterwards. Well, I suppose you can't, you know, like a lot of the time, I mean, do you do that thing where the night before you're eating a spag bowl and then, you know, an hour before you're eating something? Or is it for swimming, do you do you want to be a little bit empty and not be so full? I, I honestly how, how haven't work? really thought about it. And I probably should have. Um, mm. I, I mean, I know when I would go over to Denham first thing in the morning on a Saturday, um, sometimes I'd had nothing before I'd go. Um, and, and just then, do the swim yeah, with nothing uh, and then mm, eat uh, afterwards. Yeah, and then eat yeah. afterwards on the way back. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I try, because I struggle with my weight anyway, I try not to obsess over food. Mm. So I've probably never fueled my body in the correct way. You just want to eat when you're hungry. I'm due, if all goes to plan, and we are where we're allowed to be in September next year, to be thinking about doing a um, half marathon. 
with my brothers and sisters. Fantastic. Um, and probably at nearing 50, I should think about the fuel a bit more yes, before I do that. Maybe. I might be round for a chat, Cass. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give it a go. And because we, we were talking um, on another walk that we went on about your daughter, because she's just become a vegan, hasn't she? Yes. So, I mean, you know, it's one thing trying to just get food into you for an event, but on a daily basis, when quite frankly, feeding a family is a bit of an event. It's dull. Um, how, <laughs> how do you cope with that? Because... Whilst, you know, there's lots of arguments for and against veganism or and vegetarianism and, and all these other kind of diets and things. She's, um, how old is she? She's fairly 13. young, isn't she? She's 13, so yeah. she's decided to go down this route. So it must be very difficult, because you've got a son as well, haven't you? Who's anti-vegan. Who's anti-vegan, so it's <laughs> even harder. How do you manage um, making food for everyone, especially if you want to eat together? Um, so, well, first of all, obviously, I, I went with it because we were in lockdown and she'd done her research on it and and in fairness made a good argument um was it was it animal related it, it was yeah. animal related but it also has an element of the environment my son does agree with her mm, in that way that, yes, you know huge kind of eating uh, meat yeah, yeah and then you know how many liters of water does mm. it take to make a you know and transport etc everything else mm-hmm. so we had that conversation and i thought oh she won't stick a tear so i made some bacon sandwiches and she managed that one out and then roast and she managed that one and even chocolate she's not a massive chocolate fan so she kind of managed that quite nicely and then we were uh, i thought oh, it's a phase it'll pass but from the word go i was really keen that because we were in lockdown when she made that decision so shopping was even harder mm. I was really keen that we kept trying to eat as a family whenever we could. Yep. And there's obviously days when everybody doesn't and you know, tea happens the way it does. But I was very sort of kind of like, right, if we're having chilli, then I'll make her her chilli. Mm. And I try and do all the vegetables at the same time and then just bung, I have two all pots the on the go. Layers. Yeah, yeah. It does mean also that I tend to end up batch cooking the vegan mm. stuff mm. because the meat stuff tends to be eaten by everybody else. Right. And then the vegan stuff I can freeze half of. Yeah, yeah. You have to be a bit careful with freezing some of the soya minces and stuff. I don't mm. think you can, but, you know. But one so, pot meals are the way forward. Yeah, yeah. so that sort of thing. And, and, like, making curry and I would make extra chickpeas and lentils, which then suddenly ended up more of a curry banquet because it was a meat dish. <laughs> and then everyone dish. wanted it all. <laughs> and then it was just like, well, you can eat these two, and you can eat those two, and then you can eat all three, so yeah. it's up to you. Um, so I do try really hard. I do find it tricky, and I do think that I'm... I'm I'm a little bit aware that we have some weeks where we have things like vegan sausages or vegan mints and I'm a little mm. bit worried that we have that I have a processy mm. type thing but it's about getting the protein in and she's only 13 yeah so it's kind of just and, and she's fairly active she swims but she also plays lacrosse at school and netball out and, and is busy doing Chloe Ting at home and skipping mm. and everything else that yeah. we have discovered as loves of online exercise um, so yeah it's kind of just saying on top my weekly shop has to be more organized Mm, i'm sure it does yeah and i think i mean i think more and more young people are making those choices these days i was talking to um the lovely darshi the other day and her son whereas they don't eat some certain meats anyway because they're hindus but he's decided he's going to be a pescatarian and uh, but i suppose that's a bit more doable in a way isn't it in terms of planning meals because if everybody else isn't yeah. And you can say, well, okay, we're just going to have a bit of fish and everything else with it. But 
um yeah so there is that variety to think of isn't it and it, more and more people like are going that way cakes that have got eggs in yeah yeah but there's so much more provided now yeah, in the shops is. isn't there, there you is. know there's some really good choice out there and it is just about kind of constantly not I, I try very hard to make sure we review what we're eating and then mm. that sounds like i'm having a formal review it's not yeah I mean, I look at the tesco's shop and the freezer and go we haven't had that for a while and try and change it up so that it's not the same every week mm. i would say the bosch books are amazing though really oh my god yeah bosch yeah. the bosch vegan curry is better right than any meat than curry anything you know. so <laughs> persuaded you to go down that route then um, or I, I, not? I tend to eat whatever's on offer <laughs> <laughs> so if everybody's eating the meat option i'm quite happy with the vegan option mm. but i do think as a family it's made us eat more vegetables yeah and and certainly be aware of things like a brioche bun has egg and, mm, in it and stuff like that it's knowing, that you isn't it? don't really appreciate mm. Mm. um but i honestly i tell you give her credit where she's you yeah. she looks well on it her skin's yeah. quite good um which is, you know, for a normal mm. spotty 13, 14 year old, I'm quite pleased yes, with. Yes, yeah. Because um, it's all that processed stuff that, that really does come out in the skin, yeah. isn't it, at that age? And her willpower's amazing. Yeah. Give her credit where it's due. I thought she'd, you mm. know, flail. But. And they have access to so much more uh, research these days. And because they're all online, unlike, you know, obviously when we were young, we didn't have any of that. <laughs> yeah, so we would never have even... Britannica was always slightly out of date. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> all right, speak for yourself. Now. And <laughs> and um, they just look everything up, don't yeah. they? So they're aware of it. We wouldn't have even no. I mean, gone when I said to her, route. "Why are you going vegan and not vegetarian?" and she spouted forth the facts about um, the factory milking of cows yeah, and yeah. and the fact that you know they don't live very long and then they die because they sad and stop they're producing milk and then they yeah. end up being. Mm. Um, I felt slightly sad and depressed for the cows mm. as well. So I understand where she's coming yeah. from. I was slightly concerned. It was kind of like a trendy fad thing. Yeah. But yeah. actually none of her friends are jumping on the bandwagon or doing the same thing. But yeah. they are all making choices and mm. they are aware. I More do healthy. feel sorry for people when they're having a party. Um, so I have got to the point where I send her with food sometimes mm. because I just don't think it's fair to put on any other body's parents to flip in and yeah, think about make something like that. You're all having dominoes and I'm sending yeah, something yeah. else. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, and they can really educate us as well. That's that's the thing. I mean I when I lived abroad I actually milked cows. That was my job. Were they happy? Uh, mm, I'm not so sure. <laughs> because there were we used to have kind of three sections and we used to bring a section in at a time. And you would just we had them right from heifers and then up into the into the milking parlours. And well, I don't know. I mean I obviously never asked them, you'd never know really, I suppose. I mean they lived outside, they they but they didn't live on grass. Right. So the more I'm hearing lately about this, you know, the more I try and, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously back then it wasn't such a thing, but yeah, there, there is just so much more out there and so many more healthy choices um, are available that I, I think there's, it's a bit of a no-brainer sometimes. And I tend to kind of go more down the pescatarian route because I do love my fish. Um, but you saying you're the only one that yeah, eats fish I, in I've your family. I've got a bit of a non-fish eating family. Mm, one vegan, one allergy, allergy <laughs> and one is fish is okay, it comes in a fish finger form. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but I, I, I mean, I just think that actually the time to now kind of, when I go to the, because I have the luxury of not working for a while, the time that you can go to Tesco's yeah, and actually think, time, what am I going to have that? Mm. Time is mm. the one thing you mm. can't buy anymore of. And time is the one yeah. thing you need to exercise 
or to cook yeah or um and i more than probably anything else that's the thing i've learned to appreciate the open space i wouldn't enjoy if i didn't have the time to come and sit here yeah does that make sense exactly it yeah and i think sometimes that's why i feel a bit guilty going for a walk Mm, because mm. you kind of go that's so it's two hours yeah it turns into uh, often more uh, instead of a quick yeah yeah. you know half hour and a shower that's exactly Um, but it's important as well isn't it because meal times are i mean Again, I was, when I was talking to Darshi the other day and um, she was saying that in Sri Lanka they make at least, well, they make three meals fresh from scratch and I just cannot imagine that at all. Uh, at least one person's responsible for that. But it's um, it's just such a healthy way to live. And if you can, chuck some raw vegetables into a bowl and, and make sure that you've covered all the bases, yeah, then, yeah. then that's what it is. But it is finding ways to do that, isn't yeah, it? So yeah, yeah. And there. I think just, you know, and just making sure that everybody is... You do have the right balance of yeah. what they need at the right time. Exactly. But it's, I, I can't, time is that thing that you just, is such a luxury. Mm. And I think perhaps more than anything else, that's what made me lock down and made me appreciate. Yeah, completely. And what, so you're, obviously you have a little bit more time at the moment because you're undecided about what you're going to do. Well, mm-hmm. obviously we're going to be training for open swimming now, so yeah. we're not really going <laughs> to yeah. have a lot of time to do anything. Well, I kind of think that actually now the one thing I do try and commit to is some form of exercise every day, whether mm. that is a walk or a run or going to the gym or... Are you a you morning know, person for that or are you doing that in the well, evening? Well, I like well? a morning. I have to say I like that whole, partly because we have to get ready for school that actually getting up, up and anyway. not having mm. a shower speeds to getting yeah, to school it. on time chances are of increasing quite dramatically so um yeah i do kind of kind of like to roll out of bed and get on with it but saying that i have been out for a few runs in the dark recently with um a friend and a head torch um and do quite enjoy that that's quite and different isn't it as yeah, well. it's yeah. Just kind of, I, I wouldn't say i've necessarily been out for a I have walked in the dark, but we tend to walk a bit of a loop from the house and yeah. it's not particularly exciting. Mm. Um, so, yeah. So, what I are do. your plans then for the future? In, I know, I know I you are a bit know. undecided, but have you got any kind of um, Goals, things, you, yeah, yeah. Any things you'd like uh, to as do? As I say, I've got this half marathon coming up and I would like to think that I can uh, struggle around slowly, but mm. um, even if I come last, but without stopping. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I think running 13 miles is a great test of anybody's body. Mm. Um, so I shall have a go at that, mainly so I don't let my family down and my mum. Um, and I shall try and coax one or two people within the family to join me mm. uh, that are also the non-elite group of the family for the running. Yeah, Whereas yeah. I'm sure they'll enter and try and win. If we're allowed to have these races by then. Yeah, yeah. that's it. It's all about uh, So I have that kind of in it. And I really want to kind of think that by the spring, I've put some lengths in at the local pool to go back to the open water. Mm. Um, and you never know, perhaps have a bit more of a walk. Well, there's a thing. Uh, and that's the thing, it's making the most of the time, isn't it? So I think often we can, if we are sort of in that situation where you're not working or changing jobs and that kind of thing, is um, it's making the most of it and not feeling guilty about that. Yeah, you it know? is. Just letting it, it happen because you know that something's going to come up and without a doubt because you're very active... Uh, person who's always got her fingers into lots of different pies so I'm sure something else is going to come up but for now I'll take know. that time I'll let you know and have a little and um, try and not feel guilty about taking that yeah, time no exactly you must get on and, with the next yeah thing. and you know you always have me to meet for a walk especially <laughs> in this lovely place oh it's been so nice talking to you it always is and um oh the theme of this this podcast seems to be should we go and get hot chocolate <laughs> So come on. Sounds like my sort of room. Yeah, let's do it. Thanks (laughs) a lot. Thank you. That was a lovely hot chocolate, wasn't it, Tess? Yes, I did say no cream and chocolate on mine. (laughs) (laughs) It's when they start putting those marshmallowy things on, I'm never keen on. I like a stary flake. (laughs) (laughs) Stary flake.
<laughs> you really? <laughs> I would. Um, I need to ask you who you'd walk with, don't I? So tell me, famous, not famous, fictional, dead or alive, who would you walk with? With your hot chocolate, um, and uh, what would you ask oh, them? I know, Where I know, would you walk? I know who as well? I'd walk with. I would yeah. like to walk uh, with Bilbo and Frodo from uh, Lord of the Rings, uh, oh, the Hobbit. Brilliant films. It's an adventure, so They're I might go favorites. a bit further than I thought. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, what else did you ask me? What would I oh, ask Oh, where them? would you go? Oh, I, d- I tell you what, I think you'd have to go a long way to beat some of the places around here for a walk. So perhaps I'll introduce them Correct. to a little corner of the children's. Yeah, and what, what would you ask? Uh, without them? a shadow of a doubt, what's for second breakfast? And why have you got hairy feet? <laughs> <laughs> I said she always has something to say. What a gem, and so easy to chat with. Thank you, Tess. I loved hearing all about her family and how they knit together, and a real inspiration to anyone wanting to improve in a sport that they love. She was pretty modest about her swimming as well, as I know she has done so well over the relatively short time she's been doing it, and I may just take her up on that invitation one day to join her. Thank you all for listening too, and if you haven't already, please like, follow, rate and review this podcast however you can on your platform. It really does make a difference. So, here's to the next time in nature, with more interesting stories and interesting people. Have a lovely day or evening doing whatever you like to do, and I look forward to having you walk alongside me soon.